Hello, disruptors. How Hi. are you all going? Hello. Hi. It is uh, wonderful to be back with you tonight. Uh, this is Ursula, and as usual, I have the gorgeous Michelle and the beautiful Tam with me. That's and lovely. how are you, ladies? Pretty good. Yeah, you. That's good. Yes, good. Also, it was a beautiful sunny day in Melbourne today. Oh, wasn't it weird? Yeah. Was it twenty-five yeah. degrees? Because um, it was. That here. could be pushing it. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> yeah, I went for a walk around the bay in that sunshine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sydney cider, Melbourne's still better. <laughs> you don't get to come back if you're going to be like that. That's true. Actually, it's super obnoxious. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's great um so tonight we're going to be wrapping up our series on that's a wrap that was that was i don't think that was a wrap that That was was more like a unusually actually (laughs) (laughs) have you had a drink tonight no just tea Uh, Yes, so we are going to be wrapping up our series on doubt and I've really loved this series. I've really enjoyed it Um, and our last episode was the interview with Nicole Connor which what we're going to do tonight is just talk about our feelings around that and yeah. Deconstruct her deconstruction, hey? Yeah, that's right. Let's analyse it deeply and pull it apart and... (laughs) So, let's dive in there. How did you, ladies, your ladies, find the interview? Which, by the way, Tam, you did a brilliant Mm. job. Thank you. I don't really feel like I needed to do much. No, they were good questions. She kept saying, great question. I I know, she was very encouraging. She made me feel really good about myself. So, I was happy (laughs) with that. (laughs) But no, she was such a delight and she made it so easy and obviously Mm. just had, like, she was just reeling all that stuff off the top of her head. She literally Mm. had, you know, she didn't have notes or anything. She, you know, all of that was her own knowledge and, you know, she's got such a deep understanding and obviously experience Mm. of it all that... Yeah, just it was it was lovely. And and what you said, Tam, I think at the end around thanking her for vulnerability, like particularly she didn't have to say, uh, I thought that kind of ending around this is where she is now a few years mm. in um, was really mm. helpful, I think, because you're just like you're mind blown with everything she said <laughs> along the way. And then, yeah, just to understand that that is a uh, over time development of understanding and experience and insight is really yeah encouraging yeah that was such a beautiful way to end I thought yes so amazing to be present to that as well in the midst of all the you know amazing information that she'd given out and thoughts um then to have that as well on the end was really um yeah very kind-hearted I thought Mm. it's very pastoral of her yeah uh, well, um, actually, that was a theme throughout for me, I think, actually, her, that deep love of people. Mm-hmm. And you could hear it felt to me the tension of um, being in a tight community and, and, you know, in a way, 
having to break away from that and losing friendships from that. I mean, she didn't go into a whole lot of detail, but that was it seemed implied <laughs> around what mm, she was yeah. saying. So it's not just those people, but the pull towards those who were vulnerable and and hurting and um, maybe uh, set apart from the church. That was the bigger draw for her. Like it felt mm. like mm. those people mattered and she was willing to kind of blow up everything else for that. I don't know, that's maybe reading too and much also, into I it. And also I think it felt... her love of people is what got her through it without uh, coming out really bitter and twisted. That's true, yes. Because I think that's a real um, risk of the whole process mm. is not, not coming out the other end with a, you know, a renewed sense of wonder and faith, but yeah, coming out with a dark twisty view of the world mm. yeah that's so true it's a ma- an amazing tension to hold yes and so yeah I think that real heart for people definitely shone through in what she said and I think that so resonated with people um I don't know about you ladies but I have heard so much great feedback from people about this particular interview people just seem to love it people listen to it multiple times um lots of messages so i think it was very impactful Mm. so if anyone is out there and they haven't listened to it do yourself a favor and do do that and then come back Mm. to this this will be (laughs) a very boring conversation otherwise (laughs) if you haven't yeah that's right (laughs) all right so i know we've kind of we've started to delve into this a little bit but um, when you have a look at um, this podcast and when you were doing the interview, Tam, and when we were listening to it, were there particular things that stood out for you or that really resonated with you? Mm, I kept feeling like the more, and it's like this with a lot of things, the more you go into it and the more you think you're getting a grip on things, the less you actually know and the less you actually are. Mm. <laughs> and I suppose it's that whole lesson of of letting go and not needing to have all the answers, obviously. Yeah, that's so true. Mm. How about you, Shell? Yeah, I like I had to listen to a couple of times because the concepts were so, in some ways, quite deep. And even the idea of liminality, I think mm. I'm still getting my head around in a way. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think sort of as I said, I think that her um, maybe the posture with which she's approached the whole thing, and I'm sure probably it's like I was imagining, uh, particularly with what she shared at the end around the actual reality of the pain and the hurt and the um, uncomfortability it would have felt in the thick of the early days. So mm. um, I didn't quite, you know, necessarily. Um, get to hear all of the dirt come on maybe that's a follow-up time you can ask all the real like how many times were you crying in a corner uh, those kind of things but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I really I think maybe the bits that stood out to me was yeah I think you were really great to ask the question around what it looks like when your partner has a different view and and even not just mm. uh, for those with a partner with a different view but friends as well I thought that conversation was helpful around mm. um learning and I think even in our political climate um at the moment with that kind of like how mm. could you have voted for that person or um mm. th- that 
the otherness, the tribal stuff that happens, but seems to be on steroids at the moment. Um, or maybe I'm just more aware of it, or we're all more aware of it, of, mm. of um, her ability for those deep relationships where you're not going to, you don't want to lose them and you refuse to, how you mm. navigate when you have very different perspectives on things. I thought that was really insightful. It was and so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think in that space, I don't know if you ladies feel the same, but I definitely think in kind of the type of Pentecostal church I grew up in, and particularly like I guess with the AOG, there was very much a strong sense of like if you're married, you are one, and particularly if you're in leadership, you present as one, and you. Mm. I don't, it's very much a team thing, and yes. I've definitely felt a a big um, stress to. Or we don't conform to that image at all. Um, you know, my husband and I, like I feel very much called as, you know, a pastorally shepherdy type person. That's mm. not his bag at all, but he feels, you know, very much mm. called in the arena that he's in. Um, and I think, you know, that disconnect can be, you can just feel such a great, not disconnect, but that pressure that other people look to you and expect you to both be yes. these amazing shepherding, charismatic leaders who can talk to groups of people and love people there's yeah definitely um I think for many years I felt that really strongly yeah uh so yeah I found that very releasing when she talked about that being able to hold differences mm. um and just yeah not to have to agree on anything or put your pressure on yourself to present that you're exactly the same in every way I think it's interesting so I'm just sort of drawing together other random podcasts and ponderings I've had uh, in the last month, even since listening to Nicole's chat. And I think um, there's one fantastic podcast, which is not a Christian thing, faith thing at all, but it's this amazing woman talking about um, finding your voice. And uh, she talked about how growing up, you know, she wanted to be a dancer and all her friends wanted to be dancers. And then she wanted to be an actor and all her friends wanted to be actors and now this is like this growing number of people who are wanting to find their voice, right? To be able to articulate mm. who they are in a vulnerable, fresh way. Um, and I think that's true. Like I've noticed that as well. And I guess these days we all have platforms to perhaps have that voice, like mm. right here with what we're doing. Um, <laughs> but it struck me, I guess, Nicole, it seems to me, I mean, I remember hearing her when she was at that big church um, mm. preaching in the conservative evangelical Pentecostal space. <laughs> um, but then mm. to hear her voice in that interview was just so beautiful. Um, and, mm. I, and the authenticity Authentic. mm. and vulnerability and honesty and that I don't have it all sorted um mm, was so refreshing just a gorgeous voice and it just inspired me to pursue that kind of voice rather than the I am smart I have all the answers I need mm. to be the expert in the room and I think mm. whether that's in a faith perspective or just general world stuff I think that's often our ego and our human instinct to to play that role to protect that's ourselves that's so true and even the Brené thing on Netflix, which I watched recently as well, I just think mm. all of it's playing into this same space of, um, of yeah, of coming with the I don't have, like I loved that, you know, I don't 
oh, this sorry, this woman talking about finding a voice. It's moving away from the black or the white into this grey. Mm. Um, and that is where the gold and the beautiful complexity is, right? And we've talked about that a lot. Mm. But, you know, just hearing another person say that from a totally different context in mm. the world was really helpful. Anyway, I've talked enough. That yeah, was, no, that's that so good. Like her humbleness and that acknowledgement of not knowing it all, not letting that um, stagnate you, but letting that fire your passion to learn and whether that's, yeah. you know, obviously she's, oh, the things she's learning about are, are mind-blowing. So, you know, in <laughs> yes. all directions. So even just that basic thing of taking it back to the study of liminality and her, you know, her breadth of knowledge around that, but then also taking it to a practical place of um, her studies in counselling and, you know, so helping people, you know, find their voice mm. and tell their mm. stories. And I think, yeah. yeah, I I was really encouraged by that just to, that it's, yeah, it's okay to, to keep searching because the more you search, the more you learn and not that you're ever going to know everything, but mm. yeah. So true. Yeah. Around that whole thing of narrative therapy that she was talking yeah. about, um, that was one of the things that really resonated with me, that idea that everyone is an expert in their own story. Yeah. And I think... Yes my experience so much you know often in christian circles had been that um no god's the expert which yes obviously god is but well the the pastors or the leaders are the expert Mm. and they'll help you through your stuff by giving you the way to do it or the answers to do it or even the language and i think actually that was the thing that really hit me was just that ability to tell your story in the way that you want with the words that you want Mm -hmm. and I certainly I can remember numerous occasions when it's like I you know was on church staff and I'd be having conversations and being pulled up on language um you know, like, what do you mean by that? like a sailor. Yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) You know, what do you mean by that? And that language, and I know language is important, but I think sometimes that really combative thing of, well, what do you mean by that? Well, this is what I mean by that. It reduces your ability to express your feelings in your words because everything suddenly becomes a minefield and combative rather than, hey, we're just having a conversation. And actually, you know, yes, it's fine to explain yourself, but I don't know, that just really hit me. Mm. I I think it Mm. brought up some stuff for me. And even um, fairly recently I was speaking to a group and I said a phrase and I used the wording that I wanted to use and it was probably a bit controversial and another leader in the room kind of piped up and said oh no you mean such and such and said my words in a less confronting manner and I it took because I'd listened to that Nicole interview it really took everything within me to not like Mm. shout back I'm allowed to tell my story in my words. Like, <laughs> was it a man? Yeah. Just out of interest, just to be. Honest. <laughs> no, it actually okay. wasn't. But <laughs> and look, I don't. You know, it's not even that it was bad or that they meant anything mm. by it. It it was more about the button that I noticed was being pushed for me. Mm. I guess because that that really resonated for me in that interview about telling your own story in your language. Yes, it's and that it really aligns with um, some work. Uh, 
I'm doing a little bit with um, those who are fighting against injustice on a number of key issues. And it sounds so obvious, but you realize, oh, we don't, this doesn't often happen. Maybe in the Me Too movement it's happening, but actually on those key issues that those people who are actually affected by that injustice should be the ones speaking on behalf Mm. of the movement. And it's really highlighted for me my own white privilege. Like I feel like I'm fighting on the gender stuff still (laughs) all the time, but I've just realized, oh man, I've even got so many advantages just being a white woman, you know, Mm. yeah, you just recognize the injustice everywhere. So you're right, Ursh, like it's, yeah, being able to speak in your own words and then honoring the words of others as well and encouraging them to the fore. Mm. Anyway. Hey, speaking of which, this is a little side turn, but uh, being a Sydney cider, you may not know this, but I just saw an ad on the TV the other day by the Victorian government, so um, Labor government, Daniel Andrews. Uh, it was all about Aboriginal people having a voice. Mm. And I know Reconciliation Week, I think, is coming up pretty soon. And it was just like an, a whole ad of different Aboriginal people just speaking about why coming together as a nation is important to them. And, wow. Um, and uh, like I'm probably naive, but to me I kind of went, wow, there seems to be no political gain as such from mm. having this ad. It wasn't a party, you know, spruiking their idea or putting down another party. Mm. There's no election about to happen in Victoria. It was just a really – I found it a very – affirming ad so keep your eye out for that Mm. uh, if you're in Melbourne but yeah anyway but yes just to see Aboriginal voices people telling their stories rather than yeah the white voice was really good yeah Mm. you know the other thing that stood out to me um, was about why again I guess in religious cultures we give our power away to other people Mm. Mm -hmm. that really like home with me too um and considering why we do that and um I know there's that whole thing I think as Nicole mentioned around honor and leaders but I think often again in in the church life that I've been in there's a very militaristic kind of Mm. way like that's one of the I guess analogies that's in the New Testament for the church it's a bit like there's a military you know there's the commander-in-chief and there's the foot soldiers and yeah. Um, and yeah, it's very much this thing of you do it, you're told, and you cover your leader's sins, and you. What? Um, what does that uh, mean? You know, cover like that. Oh, <laughs> you know that story in the Old Testament. Well, this is one I heard a lot. You know, uh, who was it that got naked, got drunk, and got naked, and was in a in a um, cave naked, and the the sons walked him backwards with a cloak oh, and clothed and him. him. Yes. So the idea of yeah. Anyway, there's all good things. Like I think what often happens is things that are principles in the Bible then become a law. And so even the principle yeah. of having authority and leadership becomes then this legalistic thing where mm. some people have a voice and other people don't. And some yeah. people are allowed to tell you what to do and you shouldn't. You, you'd be dishonouring if you question that mm. rather than honour being a bit of a two-way street mm. and, again, a conversation. This is probably all my stuff. It's probably all the same thing, but, yeah. Oh, but I think that that theme has come out in a lot of our, a lot of the podcasts that we've done on doubt, that 
yeah, that theme of, of not being able to question and, and having, yeah, and I suppose that that's equivalent to not having a voice and not being able to tell your own story in your own words. I think it all, it's all, all runs on mm. the same theme and it's all... It does. Because we're so afraid of conflict, conflict and... and yeah, and as we've established, we probably don't do conflict very well. People in general mm. don't do it well. That's right. We're not really so taught to, or it's not. Yeah, and yeah, depending on the um, denomination and model, it's mm. probably not appreciated. It's that whole Krista <laughs> Tippett thing. That what was that thing? The the yeah. respectful conversations. What does she call yes. it? Uh, courageous conversations. No, mm. mm. they're both wrong, but that's okay. It's something about <laughs> you know disagreeing, but still hearing um, each other. Be, yeah, hearing each other and being able to have a conversation about mm. it. And some of her, yeah, some of her podcasts really reflect that beautifully as well. Mm. Was there anything um, in when Nicole was speaking that um, push buttons or that you didn't like or that you're like, oh, really? Or was, did we just love her completely? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we loved her completely. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Not sure. Um, I know you. It struck me how graciously she still thinks of the church despite the obvious turmoil that it has caused her, I think. Mm. And I think I was just, I don't know, it was more admiration than anything of how, yeah, someone could be, yeah, I suppose rejected but still have such a heart for the concept of the church, I guess. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. Did it inspire you to become a pastor, Tam? No. <laughs> Do you want to think about it? No. <laughs> if you ever did, I would laugh so hard. Like, you'd oh, be great. But like... That's really encouraging. Thank you. That is so mean. Low ball. <laughs> Can so we just say that they would be the, the best researched... Um, it really would. so true. True. Those sermons would absolutely blow people's minds <laughs> yeah that is so good it's just that no yeah people weren't going to get hugs coming in i'm guessing but... <laughs> <laughs> so oh, i'm lucky to get a high five <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yes I, I think that thing again that um you know she's expressing that idea of i guess you know the things that she missed about church culture and community that sense of community that mm. sense of being part of a tightly held tribe um yeah i could certainly re- resonate with that and i think those things are important for mm. all of us but yeah it's i guess it's hard when you think you have that and maybe it's not really a real thing or the mm. relationship isn't able to weather the storm or just that you know you've you've moved on to a different part of your life I think we try and hold on to people and places and things so strongly Absolutely. and again sometimes in church culture again in my church culture growing up it was very much a you pick a church and you stay there for life mm-hmm. um it wasn't I guess so much like you know I think in different denominations maybe Catholic or Anglican even like the priest might have like a tenure somewhere yes, and then they move true. somewhere else whereas Pentecostal is very much like the model of the the part the you know pastor plants the church and then kind of stays there till they die 
and yeah, so should all the, the congregation family. members, you know, <laughs> yeah. otherwise there's something wrong with you. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Whereas, yeah, like, I mean, I, um, in the Baptist Church of Christ sort of space, I guess we've been for a while now, I think I, yeah, sorry, it's such a different topic, but maybe less about people leaving because of struggling with faith so much, but maybe that particular style of church or whatever the issues were mm. <laughs> or just time season to move on I reckon like I don't know I think it's hard to keep those connections as you say it's sort of like for a time and I think there's also something about culture and conversation that is formed by turning up most weeks hearing the same sermon singing the same songs mm. it creates a vibe of how you all see the world like it even though not everybody sees it the same way, there's a, so many commonalities formed by just doing mm. those rhythms mm. together. So yeah. I yeah. think it's hard to expect that deep connection can remain unless there's a lot of effort put in and a lot of leaning into one another and like what we talked about before around you could have very different views and different language even um, that develops from going into different worlds that you operate in more regularly I think yeah it just mm. makes it harder to come back because we're just not yeah trained or equipped or takes energy I guess to um to listen really well I think it's like a real mm. active listening is it there to hear someone who sees the things differently does mm, that even make true. sense sorry yeah I weird. think I mean a lot of group dynamics have talked about as soon as a group gets beyond 100 people you have to have a tribal sense of like language and rules that everyone obeys and otherwise the community kind of descends into chaos. So, and I think you can see that, is that kind of what you're talking about? That sense of everyone's got a shared, shared history, shared songs, shared sermons that you hear over and over again, shared language, shared in jokes. And that's actually part of forming community and culture that's really important. And yeah. the bigger a church gets, the more important that is. But then I guess the more stifling that can feel, you know, if that's yeah. not your natural way of talking or thinking or relating. Yeah. It's a real paradox, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, I guess I think, a... I think when people get frustrated that they feel like they've had really close friendships, but as soon as they're not doing regular volunteering ministry together those relationships kind of fizzle out and see mm. that as a real offense i don't know i've probably yeah. been pragmatic about it i'm like i'm not surprised because when you have a task yeah, like yes you absolutely connect when you're doing that task together but take the task away and people are still doing tasks and still having to yeah. turn up and so whoever is there for that is who they engage with i don't know like mm. yeah it's, it's pretty much any relationship, isn't it? I mean, it you know, if I didn't have to do this podcast, I certainly wouldn't be keeping tabs on you. I walked right into that one. <laughs> well played, it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So in wrapping up this season where we've, you know, been looking at doubt and exploring what that is and how to move through it and hearing from great voices like Nicole. Is there any kind of lasting thought that sits with you as we come to the end of this? I think for me it is, I don't know, just the immensity of it all. And mm. oh, I think it's very easy to get. And I think that's, that's part of what um, 
gives people that fear around change mm. is the hugeness of it mm. and the mm. all the pathways you could go down yes and, and it's quite all-encompassing isn't it? it kind of reaches its tentacles into absolutely but i think also that there's no because there's no right path and there's no right answer you might as well just go for it <laughs> yes sorry you know? But yeah, I think that's so, so true. Really? See, I just feel lazy. I feel like I look at all that we've discussed and even listen to that amazing interview and I'm just like, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't tomorrow. I don't have the energy to like wholeheartedly. I think there are definitely times when it's all too much and it is easier mm. to just take a back seat. And yeah, sit at the intersection and go, yeah, nah, no, nah. yeah, too yeah, to just, today. yeah, go along yeah. to church, but don't get too involved, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and just have good conversations and listen to other people. That's just my personality as well. I like hearing all sides on all things, and mm. I don't. I think it's interesting in this space for me because I yeah hold those those yeah perspectives and friendships that are all in. And those that are on a very different journey and I can see both sides. <laughs> that just sums mm. me up entirely. And I, I think, um, yeah, I hear that. And But I also feel like people can afford to do that when things don't necessarily affect them. Yeah, it's the white privilege thing. Personally. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think yep. maybe it's just you haven't found your issue yet that's your turning point, like that's your thing that you go... I can no longer live with this something, blah, 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 True. Blah, and and maybe I also, I feel like at the moment anyway, I'm in a church environment where I think there's a lot more openness and, and mm, true engagement true. with injustice and a much more healthy yeah, that's theology true. and posture and engagement. Like if, mm. yeah, which is, you know unusual yeah, that's great. <laughs> so mm. maybe I can feel more comfortable at the moment mm. um, so true mm. well this has been a really good discussion I really yeah so look I'd just like to end with the thought that you know on the journey of doubt that people may be on our disruptors I guess in particular because that's probably why they're there's probably some doubts there that's why they're listening to us <laughs> that you know while we might not be able to go back to what we once had and for many of us have been awakened to new realities and new ways of looking at things um, and certainly that pushing down of doubt and pretending it's not there I don't think that's possible but within that we can still have faith we can still you know reach out to God and that something more that is outside of us and we can still have belonging in community and I would really want to encourage, you know, all of our listeners to find those places and spaces. Well said. And we'll have you if no one else will. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so true. Come over and have a chat on our page. <laughs> Did that sound convincing? <laughs> Tam, jump in. Anytime now. <laughs> I really don't know what you're talking about. You know, the page that's the closed thing and you can chat and be yourself. It's on the Facebook. The Facebook. <laughs> Find us on the Facebook. 
the nice. World Wide Web, people. That's it. <laughs> All right. I feel like it's time to go. <laughs> oh, no, right. this is really – let's just let this one roll out, see where we go. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to wrap it out. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone got yeah, some DC gonna, talk? Gonna, <laughs> yeah, it's been a fascinating ride. Thanks, ladies. Bye. <laughs>